0: Uh, welcome to Mule Tip Tuesday. I uh, Appreciate you guys spending uh, some time with me today. Um, if you have questions that you want to get to, go ahead and post them. Uh, we have a few questions that folks sent in the last couple weeks. I've been gone the last couple weeks. Uh, we've been we're home in Utah, and we have two of our most popular clinics in the whole year. We got a couple of extreme trail riding clinics that we do and uh, I had two of those back to, I had those back to back so I'm sorry I didn't have enough service to uh, to do the live video but um, hopefully you guys was able to tune in on our podcast and all these all these meal tip Tuesdays will be uh, I post them on our podcast everyday mealmanship with Ty Evans and you can find that pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts so um, you can always catch these a little later so i want to thank our sponsors first off and this week our sponsor is mules and more magazine uh cory daniels over there at mules and more she does a dang good job um if you haven't checked that magazine out you need to um, you can find them at mulesandmore.com they're also on here on facebook look up mules and more and they're also on instagram mules and more magazine so check them out, support them. I love that magazine. I've been reading that magazine since I was a little kid. And uh, anyways, great magazine. So um, today's tip um, is something that I've had a few people kind of ask me about. Um, So I thought I'd talk about it. Basically, it's how long do you work on advancement? How, How often in a how far in a session do you go working on advancing your mule to the next level or the next step, the next piece or whatever. So I'll kind of give you my thoughts on this. First off, um, I do have goals to advance every time I ride, but I'm not so much worried about advancement as I am about getting whatever I have going, getting it better. But basically, I'll go out and I'll go through my checklist. And you guys have heard me talk about this before, but I'm going to come out, I'm going to ride, or or do my groundwork, do my riding, and go up that checklist as far as I can until I hit the wall. And this is what y'all need to be aware of, is what is your mule's wall? Um, This is, you can find the wall by uh, finding the resistance um, when things get really bracy, when the mule gets worried, um, when the mule is troubled. Uh, that's why we spend so much time paying attention to that to that expression that we talk about. But basically, um, whenever it gets really difficult for your mule, that is your wall. Now, it's important here that you don't end when you're at the wall. Like a lot of people will work, work, work. And I've, I mean, I've done this. Um, you, you work your way up, You get to the wall, I go, well, that's as far as I got today. That's hard. So let's quit there. Remember to end your sessions or to um, the majority of your session really will be on getting what you already have, have better. So like I said, I'll work up to that wall and I'm going to go in reverse. I'm going to go back down my list little by little and um, check on each of those pieces again. So to answer the question, basically, how long do I work on advancement? I'm probably only working up the checklist, I don't know, 15 minutes or 30 minutes of your ride, and that might be in a eight-hour ride. I might only work at advancement for 15 to 30 minutes. I don't know. Um, but the rest of the ride is working on maintenance and just trying to get the basics better, really. So anyways, that's my tip for you guys today is to uh, kind of think about that a little bit. And uh let me know what you think about that. Comment below and let me know what you think of that tip today if you're watching this live on Facebook. And uh like I said, this is live on Facebook right now. However, this will be posted on the podcast later on. Uh so I have some questions that we haven't got to the last couple of weeks um because I've been out on the desert. <clears throat> so the first one came from Nick Roberts. Nick, are you watching today? I hope so. If you're watching, Nick, let me know. Um, comment below. Uh, so, so basically, Nick says um, that the mule has a Jekyll and Hyde personality, and I kind of like that um, how they describe that. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna debunk that real quick here. Um, and this is basically the story. So he hauls this mule 500 miles to ride. He gets there, the mule's a handful, um, and can't bridle it. Uh, and then he ties it up at the trailer and he says it just dug a hole and pawed and pawed and was freaking out and having all this issue. Um, so his question, although I have some things to add to this, but his question in this, in this specific thing is, will she always have this, uh, testing personality? And, uh, the answer is Nick is is no. Well, or really, it depends on what you do. Um, these I like how we described it—the Jekyll and Hyde personality. Have you guys ever felt like that about your animals? Like one day, like oh man, they're they're great at home, and then I go out for a ride, and they act like total loony bins. And I hear this in the clinic all the time. I just love it. I just love it. Um, folks will say. I swear at home they never do this um, they've never done this before um, and the mules just acting like a like a crazy you know in the clinic um, so first of all they do this um, you know they they do I kind of have two sides if you guys kind of think about it but it's not the Jekyll and Hyde it's you know the Jekyll and Hyde is that's not it they're not bipolar okay um, but when they're in their comfort zone so at home when life is good see these mules are creatures of habit they do the same thing over and over and over again they have the same routine every day i mean i promise you if you don't believe me feed your mules at six o'clock a.m for the next week and you can set your alarm clock by 6 a.m you can you know next week they they will be hollering at you at 6 a.m., I promise you. So when they're home, when life is good, things are going to go normal. They get the routine. You have a routine. You have habits. I bet you do the same thing every day, the way you go feed, how you walk out to go feed. You take the same path or whatever. You do the same thing. So they get very familiar at home. Now, you take them out of this familiar zone and you go out on this ride, Nick, like you're talking about on this mule ride and it sounds like an organized ride, so there's probably quite a few people there, and you got a couple issues here. For one, the mule is out of its comfort zone. The mule doesn't see you as anything of importance. You're not a leader, obviously, um, in this, and also, you know, it's amazing what we can do because we put all these animals together. It's always amazed me, you know, growing up uh, riding in in groups, uh, growing up rodeoing, And doing these things Um, it's amazing how all these horses and these mules and stuff can get along in a big group Um, in spite of their instinct their herd bound nature you know these animals are herd animals and so you know you go on these organized rides Nick and if you I mean all these animals are together if this was real life these animals would be biting and kicking each other running around and they'd be trying to find their place in the herd. And it would go, it would not look good for a little while. And I've always joked at the clinics I tell folks, you know, if we really wanted this clinic to go really good, we would all turn our animals out here in the arena and just leave them be for about an hour. And let them sort out all their little little crap that they want to do and the stuff they want to pull. And then we'll come back in an hour and then and then ride. And I guarantee it would go better because they'd have things sorted out. But these this mule, you know, like this mule that he's that he's talking about here, she sounds like she lacks a lot of confidence. And any horse, any mule that lacks confidence, will do these things that he's talking about. They'll you know, he will go to saddle up and go to go to put a bridle on and, and the mule is gonna push him around and drag him around everywhere. Um he's gonna go to tie it up and it's gonna be pawn a hole to China because it's it's not comfortable in its own skin just standing there it's not mentally comfortable so nick to answer your question it's up to you what you do um what i'd be doing if this is my mule i'd be doing a good job getting a good foundation i'd be getting this mule's mind right through good work and and sometimes you have to start out by getting to the feet and then you get to the mind and then eventually you can go from the mind and get to the feet so that's kind of the way it'll go. Um, but you're just trying to control the body through the feet and through the mind. And, uh, you know, we have the whole checklist for you, Nick. Um, I've been putting videos out there all year long for free. If you follow along this stuff, if you, if you stick to the process, um, you'll, you'll, get this, you'll get past this. You'll be fine. Um, you know, a lot of these meals, too, you know, no doubt. Some of these meals, you guys, they're going to cost you more time. There's some mules that are high maintenance, and you just can't joke with yourself about that. It's it's true. Some mules need a lot of work. I got a pen full of mules right here out the window, you know, and um, there's some mules in there. Uh, I could I could leave uh, I could leave Riyad out there for a year, and not touch her, and probably go saddle her up, and she's going to be the same. She's very mentally comfortable. I got another little mule out there. Some of you have been following along. Her name is Larryette. Gosh, I don't like to give that mule. I feel bad. giving that mule Sundays off because I know Monday is gonna be a handful so they're all different anyways Nick let me know what you think of that if you're on here man and the rest of you if you have a comment on that just fire away here okay the next question comes from Gail Schreiner and her question is basically the same thing really so I, I wanted to tie these two together but her, her, uh, her mule is anxious when it's tied to the hitching rail. And particularly, this mule gets anxious when uh, Gail is moving her horses around. Maybe she takes a horse from this hitching rail and takes it to another or puts a horse away or whatever. The mule gets real bothered by that. And um, she says that the mule kind of takes its hindquarters, basically, and goes back and forth and, and swings around. And so she's asking what you could do about that. Um, First thing, Gail, if that's the situation that you are in, uh, that mule can't be standing there for a little while. I'm just, I'm not gonna approach that mule when it's in that frame of mind. I'm not, that's gonna be no good for my lifespan to get in there and try to do something about it there. So I will just leave the mule. Now, Gail, if you followed along with us very long, then you know uh, how much I talk about using a highline. I've talked about this in lots of podcasts and lots of Mule Tip Tuesdays, and, uh, you know, Highline is one of my favorite tools, because here's the deal, it gives them the freedom to go, and they make the choice to stay, and also a mule like this that's so riled up, wound up, and worried, the Highline is so much safer than having them tied hard to the hitch and rail. Um, so, I put your Highline up, so while they are tied, they can sort things out, And then, um, otherwise, uh, something else I would do, Gail, and this is kind of like what I told Nick too, is, you know, when, when you're working, when you're riding this mule, uh, do a good job of getting this mule thinking. So it, it, it's going to cost you guys a little bit of time. You, you need to get out there and do a little work. Um, and when you are, uh, when you are working, strive to get that mind right strive to get that mind right strive to get them thinking and you do that by asking them questions what I mean by asking questions is saying hey can you move this foot hey can you move that foot and uh and get more specific girl so by doing this little by little you'll get that meal thinking and sorting things sorting things out rather than just being a herd bound worry wart okay so I do that and then I would tie it up um, The other thing you can do, too, is a thing called uh, changing eyes. And some of you might be familiar with this if you've been to my clinics. But changing eyes, basically, when you have that mule tied up and it likes to take the hindquarters, what what it's doing, it it, it does not like you going in that blind spot at all, too. So I would walk. So I'd stand back to where I'm far enough away I'm going to get kicked or something dumb like that. And I would be in the right eyes line of sight, and then I'm going to walk around the hip and try to get it, uh, try to get her to see me in the left eye. So connecting those two, two eyes, changing eyes is a great exercise. I do that with all my colts um, because some of them get pretty bothered by that. And then they will get to where they kind of block you on one side or the other. So any, anyways, Gil, sounds like you need to get some of that mind right stuff too, like uh, Nick Roberts needs to as well. All right. And the last question I have written down here is... Uh, from Jen Furlong. Jen, are you on here today? So Jen writes, uh, basically she has a problem with the mule bolting out of hand during groundwork. And this is, I see this all the time, uh, happens a lot with horses, happens a lot with mules. I don't see it. Um, I don't think I've ever had a bolting donkey, but, um, Lots of bolting horses, lots of bolting mules. And, um, you know, what this comes back to is, you know, know, some people say, well, how can I fix that bolting? That's the wrong question to ask. There's Jen. I'm glad you're on here, Jen. Appreciate you following. So, so Jen, I'm not trying to fix the bolting. I'm going to try to go back and get things right, the stuff that I should have had going first. The very first thing I will work on with the bolting is... Just by coincidence, the very first thing I work on in my groundwork checklist, and that is clearing the front. So I want to get this, the the mule's front end, the shoulders, those front feet. I want to get those yielding and following that lead rope. If you guys are putting tension in the lead rope, especially on a mule that is prone to bolt, you're going to send them off. So picture this, okay? You are standing in front of your mule. The mule's facing you. You got your lead rope. There's slack in the lead rope between you and your mule, okay? And you're going to direct the mule to your right. So your right arm is going to point forward and a little to the right. And your goal is to get that mule to swing its left front foot out and away from you. Now, you do this on a loose rein, don't pull them, okay, Jen, don't pull this mule. And when the mule doesn't want to move, maybe it'll have no clue, it won't know how to lead. If it's bolting, it doesn't know how to lead. Then I might drive it a little bit with the tail end of my rein or my flag, and I'm just looking for one step, and then I leave them alone. One step, and I leave them alone, okay? So I start right there, and with these mules that are prone to bolt, see... See they're just taken after their mothers, all right? The the horse's motto is whoever leaves first lives longest, okay? So they don't got to be fast, just faster than you. So when you're working at this, take small little bites at a time, small, one small step at a time and you build. But you got to have that bend, okay? As you as you progress from your clearing the front exercise, which I'd spend as much time as you need on that. I don't care if it takes you a day. I don't care if it takes you two days of just clearing the front before you ever go into your circles. That's which is the second step of your groundwork, okay? But when you do go into the circles, I would spend a lot of time building that bend. They bolt away, they get their neck straight, and they and they're just gonna take off. And um you know, once they've kind of got that angle on you where they're going away, uh, you're not going to make it. So uh, if you refer back, Jen, either to my Groundwork DVD or to, I can't remember which week it is, maybe somebody on here can help you, but um, we talked about centered circles and rolling the hinds. Jen, I'm going to be doing thousands of centered circles and rolling the hinds, lots of them. So so really, the way I fix all this stuff, Jen, is the same exact way I would have taught the mule to lead in the first place uh this bolting stuff i mean people get too caught up on fixing the bolting don't focus on fixing the bolting go back and just restart all of the process uh, of getting them broke to lead um, the problem that happens there's a lot of mules out there that get broke to drag first people just pull on them and drag them around in the beginning So I got a pen full of mules out here, and I got a couple of weanlings out here and yearlings. And before I ever lead them straight, meaning pulling them to me, Jen, I'm going to teach that mule to clear the front. And then I'm going to teach it to do circles. And then roll the hinds. And then roll the hinds, roll the front. Um, And you can do that as weanlings. So anyways, I hope that helps you, Jen. Let's see, we've got a little time for some questions here. So let me scroll through here. Give me just a moment. Um, uh, let's see. If you guys have questions, just go ahead and post them. I'm going to try to find them right here. Um, and, uh, hey, there's a comment. Uh, hey, Shannon says, no dragging donkeys either. You know, the donkey's don't get so prone to and shannon because i think that they don't let humans drag them around they can just uh, they just don't go through with that whereas a mule and horse would be a bit more sensitive and they kind of let them drag them around and then that just escalates so let's see i'm trying to find some questions um and maybe i'm missing some i'm just scrolling up here i don't see any if you got questions post them i got a few more minutes i can spend with you Christy Kovner says, uh, good tip. It's good to have a framework of how to build my session. Yeah, Christy, I'm glad you liked that tip today. Um, hey, Bailey, oh, my niece Tinsley is watching. Hey, Tinsley, how you doing? Um, let's see what else we got here. I'm not seeing questions, you guys. Sorry, I'm taking, usually this is Sky's job finding the questions. Okay jen uh has a follow-up question here um will a male mule try to be the leader of the herd of jennies? no not necessarily uh the molly mules here they kind of run the show um so it's just kind of just kind of depends in a natural herd jen um you know the studs are not uh the leaders either there's usually a lead mare and the studs are they have a little bit uh, more of a protection job in a natural herd uh, environment. They're just going to kind of be the protectors of the herd. Danny Haynes. Ty, I bought a mule, I believe, that was pushed too hard, and now he takes off when you mount him. Okay, Danny, so if he's taking off when you go to get on, I got two suggestions for you, and there's these are big suggestions. But the first one, get your groundwork going good, man. If he's not centered on the ground, he's not gonna be centered in the saddle. And Danny, the next thing I would suggest for you is um, is to do your fence work. So if I have one that is scared to death of mounting, uh, of me swinging on there or goes to take off, I'm gonna go back to my fence work. I'm gonna get it right. Um, I don't know, some of you guys followed along last year with Jolene and I bring Jolene up because there was a good video that uh, uh, Sid Myers is on here she took it uh, she took the video for me of, of uh, Jolene bolting off when I went to get on the very first time Meal wanted to just take off um, so I went back and I did a lot of ground work and I did a lot of fence work I got that meal coming up to me on the fence um, because see if they'll come up to you while you're on the fence why getting on from the stirrup is I mean on, on most meals 90% of them Uh, It'll be a piece of cake. So uh, get that fence work going, Danny. Let's see. uh, Betsy Skinner. Ty, can I and another person both work on my mule or does she have to have one person? So Betsy, um, I will tell you first that it takes, just like that old saying, it takes a village to raise a child. It also takes a village to raise a mule and work a mule. What I mean by that is... Your friend, whoever else you're talking about, they need to be on the same page as you. You know, it's like it's like the miscommunication that happens in my house sometimes. Um, sometimes the girls will go ask Sky if if uh, you know, hey, can I have a cookie? And Sky says no. And so of course they come to Dad, right? They say, Dad, can I have a cookie? I'm like, yeah, whatever. Um, and that's a miscommunication. That's that's uh, you know. Me and this guy should have been on the same same, same plane there where we both agreed on something. But because there's inconsistency in both of us, the kids are kind of left to their own ways there. So it's the same thing with your mule. Yeah, your, your friend can work with them too. You guys need to have the same standards. Um, I do recommend in the very beginning, though, when you're trying to get this stuff built, to, you know, get something going good, you know, because you're trying to build a feel, and some of these meals that are pretty sensitive, um, you know, they, building that feel is a little challenging, uh, so I would work by myself for a little time, and then I would, uh, you know, I would have, uh, your friend, that's just fine, so no big deal, you just got to have the same standards, that's so important, all right, all right, let's see here, um, jesse coltrane so uh festus festus is her mule her new mule so festus decided to start crow hopping down steep inclines and drop offs <laughs> he started it with kip who let him get his head down now he tries it every time i just work i just work to keep his head up question mark um jesse no uh when you go down, it's not just about keeping his head up. That's just a that's that's really if you're if you're working on keeping his head up, Jesse, you're too late. Okay, it's it's needs it needs to be better before that. So as you're going downhill, Jesse, and he's doing this, um, and this is you guys. Granted that the saddle fits good. Granted that the saddle didn't slide up on the shoulders. Granted that the is not hurting it. All that stuff. Okay, set aside. So we're just talking about behavior here. Um, these young ones, and Festus is young, he's very green. So Jesse, I would go down the hill in small increments. So I'm gonna go down the hill, uh, maybe two, or three steps, and I'm gonna turn him parallel uh, to the left. And then I'm gonna go down the hill two, or three steps, turn him parallel to the right. And if, the, if, the, if your trail is really narrow, you can still stop and make your turns and just cut it up a little bit. If the, if the hill is big enough, um, work on the diagonals quite a lot, um, that'll help. You know, my old Riata had a hard time going downhills, too. She had a hard time carrying herself. Riata was real heavy in the front end. So, one thing I've been doing with Riata and Festus is too green for this, Jesse, just yet. But as soon as you get your back up going better, um, I would go down the hill a little bit and then back up one step or two steps. Go down a little bit, stop, back up one or two steps, and I just build there. He may be too green for that yet, Jesse. Um, so you might just stick with turning parallel so anyways those are some great questions appreciate you guys jumping in there last minute with some questions for me Um, I hope you guys uh, enjoyed today's Mule Tip Tuesday if I could ask you a couple things number one if you haven't done so um, please uh, like and follow our page here on Facebook TS Mules Um, second if you are listening to this later on our podcast everyday mealmanship with ty evans make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode um we got lots of good stuff i just um uploaded a new podcast today with a good friend of mine uh named jim huggard and if you're into if any of you have interest in driving mules, you'll really want to listen to jim he's a good guy good guy very wise man so good friend of mine but um leave me a five-star review uh And let me know what you think about these. I appreciate your time. So anyways, uh, God bless you guys. And we will see you next week. All right. Thank you.